Turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And my title of my message today is Get the Hope Out. Get the Hope Out. Um, I'm going to be a bit... Uh, what I want to do today is I really want to give you some basis of where we are as leadership and in the direction of Awakening Church. I think that sometimes we go day in and day, Sunday by Sunday, and we hear a lot of things and we think a lot of things, and um, we can sometimes think, well, uh, we can get discouraged or thinking that the church is there for this or for that or for other things, and I guess before you head off to the summer, I want you to think on these things. And basically, it's just one encapsulation of, of a purpose for why we are Awakening Church. So, starting at verse 24 of Colossians, we proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose, I also labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf. And for those who are in Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in the true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. For even though I am absent in body, nevertheless I am with you in spirit. Rejoice to see your good discipline and stability of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Here Paul is writing to the Colossian church, and Colossians is full of good stuff. It's full of theological little tidbits that you could even create you, uh, a wonderful saying of how to live and to move and to walk in our Lord. There's amazing things where he talks about making the enemies of the cross a public spectacle because of what Christ has done at the cross. He tells us to, about being rooted and established. He talks about that we, that the hope of glory, we are the hope of glory. And I guess um, I am, um, in thinking of walking this, this scripture out before us, I think that sometimes as people we can get worn out, tired by circumstances, 
and we can get defeated by life. Some of us maybe feel disappointed by our own lack of progress. Some people feel good about life, but they also feel indifferent to their own, to it. Their contentment comes from distractions or trivialities and not from the hope of the gospel. And there is so much distraction in life that can really take us for rides. I mean, there is the, the aspect of sports. And I won't tell you my favorite team. I'm wearing their favorite colors. Um, I'm not a green and white person. I've always been red and black. Um, so you'll have to pray for me till I see the enlightenment of, of green and white. By the way, Calgary did win yesterday by an amazing amount of... Uh, Wait, wait, we'll go there. Um, and so a lot of times we can get distracted by a lot of different things. We can get distracted by the politics of life. I don't know how much I've been disappointed by the President of the United States. I could just, I wish I could take him over my knee and spank him, but I can't. But, um, yeah, that would be really weird, but... Um, just the way he treats his neighbors to the north, I just kind of, I go, give me a break, a massive California break. I just, because there's so much distractions that can take us and whip us up in our emotions and carry us to places that we didn't think we'd ever go, but we end up going there. And as a church and as the people of God, what are we supposed to do? Well, you can say, well, it's always been like this. How do I live in the world, the, this broken one, without becoming disheartened or distracted? I mean, I went to the free stage last night. My heart breaks. I, I, I look at some of the people that go there and I go, they're scary. I, and, my, and my grandchildren were up at the front, and that, that, that even made me more scary. And I thought, I, Barb was asking, she texted, she wanted a you know, video of Denise, and I was, she's going, so how was it? And I said, it was really good, but it was scary. <laughs> scary? Yeah, well. When you have grandchildren, you don't want anything to happen to them, and you don't want them to, you know, it's, it's funny, it's just the way life goes as a grandparent. But um, how, do we, how do we live in a world that's broken? How do you come to a free stage and go and just, and our, our, our reaction is that we would shelter ourselves and not, and just avoid all appearances of weirdness. So how do you give hope without living in denial? This is the mission behind the mystery. Paul has discovered Christ in everybody. He is giving his whole life and all of his labor to make that reality bear fruit. Verses 25 to 28 says, 
Of this church, I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God, bestowed on me for your benefit, that I may fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. That is the mystery which has now been hidden from past ages and generations, but now has been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can believe whatever you want, but God believes, but what God believes is this He can make your life a glorious picture of Jesus. And sometimes we have to stop and think about that that in the midst of chaos, He is still building and working through you. How must we live as a community to move with the Holy Spirit in what He's already doing? I think the church is called to grow in this way. We must be a development culture. We must be a growing culture. How do we need to develop if we have everything we need in Christ? Paul says, he, he says, proclaims Jesus and admonishes people. He does this to bring the church under his care to the completion in Christ. Remember, Christ is not incomplete. And you are complete in him. But if you've been alive for more than three minutes, you would know that people are a work in progress. Our beliefs and our behaviors don't necessarily match the truth of our experience. And most of the work of pastoring is actually just convincing people of the truth. Not the facts. Mind you, those are good too. But truth. With a capital T. If you have been regenerated by the Spirit, then Christ is alive in you. My sister said about two months ago, back in April, she said this phrase, that spirituality is really becoming more connected to reality. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Your growth is as sure as that of a child's growth. God is changing you all the time. But children need to be in a healthy environment in order to thrive. So how do we develop if growth is a work of the Spirit? Well, once you start by trusting that God is growing and changing you, you grow in the gift of awareness. You start to treat life as a gift, not a burden. And when you face trials and setbacks, that is very important. Because oftentimes when we hit trials and setbacks, we think that, oh no, we've hit rock bottom. That nothing's happening. Nothing's taking place. 
But if Christ is building you and maturing in you and in you, then really the setback, the crisis, the circumstances is really a point where he gives you an upgrade. Thank you for that one amen. You cannot become aware all by yourself. If you try, you will only be aware of yourself. Self-awareness is important, but it isn't the same thing as spiritual development. What's happening to you is not necessarily the most important thing, and we need to learn to lean on each other. Well, you could say, well, I could move a lot faster if my husband would just get his act together. Honest, honey, I'm coming. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm glad you guys got that. It's recorded. Maybe, maybe that would be the fact, but what if, but what if God is developing patience in you in the meantime? How can you reveal Christ to your spouse in the middle of his journey? Well, I'm discouraged about my career. I thought I'd get promoted, but I was overlooked again. Jesus changed the world from the lowest possible position. What do you think the Holy Spirit is capable in the middle of your setback? How can you become a source of hope to your boss? Well, I'm feeling good right now. I've been busy with me and the family, so I haven't really had time to help anybody else. While it's not wrong to be doing well, sometimes the status quo is paralyzing. Who are you giving hope to? Who are you glorifying? If you are content without expressing God's self-emptying love, you might just be having a good season. And if you're just having a good season, you still might be subject to the whims of your circumstances. Later in Colossians, Paul says Jesus is places above every elementary principles, element above the elementary principles of the world. This means that you are either in the boat in the middle of your storm or you're walking across the water. Sometimes we pray for smooth sailing when God would rather prefer to teach us how to walk on the water. Just saying. What does a development culture look like? Awakening church is to be a developing culture. Well, I don't normally quote a Buddhist, but I will quote a Buddhist right here, because it's, it says more than what I can say it in, in, a, in a paragraph. Before enlightenment, carry water, chop wood. After enlightenment, carry water, chop wood. God doesn't want just to take you out of your ordinary life, he wants to reveal his glory in the middle of your ordinary life. 
So what do we have, to, what is some of the things we could, I hate to say the word do, but what can we look for? Look for embracing the ordinary. A development culture looks a little bit like Mr. Miyagi's school of karate. Karate. Karaoke. Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Karaoke. Okay. Mr. Miyagi's school of karate. Okay, here we go. Wax on, wax off. Right? Sometimes it's a matter of embracing the ordinary because ordinary challenges of life are not obstacles or setbacks, but they are the opportunity for God to reveal His purpose, His glory, His design to work in and through you. You see, if we don't see our lives correctly, we will never rise to the occasion that God keeps creating for us. This is why, as a pastor, and please hear me, I will not work harder on your problem than you do. I can't do that. I've tried. And the thing is, is that we have to be able to understand that unless someone shows up to their world, ready to change the way they think, then helping them only makes them codependent and actually weaker than before. I can't make you stronger by taking your problem for you. You have to be able to step up because God wants to work in and through you. And does that mean that the pastor doesn't do anything? No, I'm here to help, encourage, equip. It's part of what I do but I can't carry your burden for you because God wants to work that in and through you because that becomes your upgrade. I think Bill Johnson said, you can't have victory over the storm you haven't slept through. You see, we have to be able to have faith for the things that God wants to do in and through us. Well, what else can we look for? Completing each other. A development culture looks like the fellowship of the ring. I can't carry the ring for you, Sam says, but I can carry you. You know, last time I quoted, I quoted the fellowship of the ring, uh, someone left the church. So... <laughs> I, I hope that it's the, the you know, the, the movie's old enough now that it's, it's okay, but um, I said that was all fun, just uh, funny, but I have to laugh at it now. At the time, it wasn't funny, but um, the aspect here is that it's not the movie, it's the, the concept. We are here to help carry one another. Instead of hiding or obscuring our weakness, why don't we look for people in our community who can offer us strength? Practically, I'm going to go on a tangent here. 
But there is a tremendous amount of what I, because I get to lead you, so I get, to, I get to hear what's happening in your lives. And therefore, sometimes as a pastor, I feel totally unequipped to help you. But I know someone else in the church who could help you. Especially in the area of entrepreneurship and looking after your own business, there are people in business in this room who could help you. You have to tap into their strength because they are there. I'm not looking at anybody in particular, please. I'm not saying, I'm just saying there are people in this room who have years of experience who can help you get through that next level. Matter of fact, we have, in the past, we have had a Solomon's porch where there's been an, about four or five gentlemen where we have, and I guess we could add ladies to that. It didn't, we just got together and we were praying for businesses. And we have seen God come through. But there's the level of bringing the, the spiritual and the, the understanding, the physical understanding together to make an incredible impact, not only for your personal well-being for your business, but also for, for God to help you, that the two can work together. They're not separate. Your business and your spirituality is all wrapped in together because what you do often flows out from who you are. I know. I don't know if that made sense. It made sense to me, but we'll carry on. Instead of hiding and obscuring your weakness, look for people who are in our community who can offer strength. Have you considered submitting your financial choices to someone else who isn't in debt? Just a thought. If you admire how someone else is raising their kids, why don't you ask them for prayer? Just a thought. It's humbling to admit our need for other people, but it's also one of the fastest ways to grow. And in that posture of humility, you discover where you can offer strength. You might not be able to write a thoughtful card to, to save your life, but you can help them with their garden. Maybe you're intimidated by confrontation, but you're patient and empathetic with difficult people. Until we bring our differences together and form complementary strengths, we will never fully be the body. 1 Corinthians tells us that we've been given different gifts. We are different. Different, different, different. But the fact is, is that different, that diversity is to be a strength. It doesn't mean that we'll always get along. <laughs> Quite the contrary. But we will grow in mutual respect and admiration when we see another's gift, as another as a gift and another's gift. Another way of making it a developed culture is looking for ways to exploring the mystery of Jesus together. A development culture is kind of like the magic school bus. The teacher always says, take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. 
Most of the people who get nothing out of their spiritual disciplines are doing those practices for the wrong reasons. Everybody wants to be more kind, more forgiving. We, we do not pray or attend church or fellowship together to win merit points. There are no gold stars in heaven or the store that's downstairs. We participate in practices because we find value in exploring the mystery of Jesus together. We, everybody wants to be more kind, more forgiving. Everyone wants their first reaction to be a good one. Everyone wants the compassion of Mother Teresa. But how we actually become the, those people we aspire to be the great Christian idea is this. If we explore Jesus together, we will become what we behold. We value both spiritual encounters with God and spiritual disciplines within the community. We need both. Otherwise, we expect ourselves to be Jesus on the spot, as Henry Nguyen would say. Something goes wrong in your family, quick. React like Jesus on the spot. Something devastating happens at work, quick. Where's my WWJD bracelet? The problem is not that, that our aim is bad. The problem is that we haven't been shaped in a culture that values Christ-like development. We do not develop into Christ-likeness through hard work though there will be hard work along the way. We do not develop into Christ-likeness through random spiritual encounters, though we enjoy having them along the way. We develop by giving the life we have to Jesus and by walking with other people who are on the same journey, submitted to one another in love. Church, this is the community that I see of Awakening Church. Amen. My desire is that we would not be influenced, but we would be influencers. You can't eat an elephant all at once. You have to eat it a bite at a time. Not that I like elephant. <laughs> I've never tasted it before. I've had other things, but that's another sermon. The point is, is that in order to make an impact and to grow and to walk and to see the things that we want to see happen in our own lives and in the life of this church, there has to be a, a walk where we are looking for that development culture. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You coming? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Most people are <laughs> Sorry, Mom, I tried. I put a lot of people to sleep. Obviously, it didn't work today. But church, my heart 
for this season, for now, and for the future is that we would be a development culture. I know what all of you hold and have. I also know the struggles that you face, the dreams that you would love to accomplish, and the glory that you would like to reveal in Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you what, if we look for this one, as a one-time event, it will never happen. It takes walking this out day by day and realizing that the people in this room are full of Christ. And they can make an impact on you. And you can to them. I'm all for, and this sounds like, please come to church all the time. That's what this feels like in my head. But I, I'm not trying to say that. All I'm trying to say is, I understand that there is summer and glory and enjoy the summer as you this is the last Sunday before everybody leaves to the lake and other places I want you to enjoy your summer but I want more importantly for Christ the hope of glory to be revealed in you don't do one without the other. Take time for yourself, but make sure you take time with God and with others and in developing yourself, developing the, the glory of Christ. And the funny thing is, is that we tend to celebrate, I can do it by myself. I, I want to tell you, it even though that may seem like a glorious plan and a thing that is celebrated and, and we put it on a pedestal and we make it the thing that we need to do, we just need to dig in deeper and, oh, I can do it. The funny thing is, is that the growth happens when we rub shoulders one with the other. We can't do it on our own. I, I, wouldn't it be fun if that was the case? We could just all be supermen and women. Woo! But it, it doesn't work that way. And the thing is, is that the only way that you and I can, can really allow those things to start to happen is when we make room with each other. I want to thank you, church, for walking out patience with Barb and I as we've gone through this time of, of grief. Um, it's been wonderful. But on the same token, we have needs on the 
on the meal train thing uh, that we need help with. We need one more left. Someone said, well, I don't even know we had a meal train. Okay, then we can, I'll let everybody know now we have a meal train, I guess, to help with meals for people going through difficulties. We want to help people. And there's another need that came by this, this week, and we send the things out to the life groups, and we, we just need help with those things. They can't all be done by pastor and staff. I, I wish that was the case. We, maybe we could learn to make meals, eh, Gina, in our spare time. We could do that. But the thing is, is that, church, I want you to know is that there is so much glory in this room. But it needs to be let out. Uncap it. People, uncap it. Let it out. God wants to blow the doors off of where you are. It just means taking time with someone else and calling on, on help. Whether it be your parenting, whether it be your work, whether it be your needing of, of help financially, whether it's, it's going through a, a, a darkness, a, a accountability, whatever it is, God is working and wants to bring wholeness and healing, and he's beginning in this area right here. Awakening Church... That is who we are. We are to awaken the glory of God on this society. And so I'm calling you. Let's do it together, not by ourselves. And let's see if we can just let something out that the whole changes the whole world. Because there is stuff in this room that is being kept pushed down because we haven't realized the strength of who we are together. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.